Welcome to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and we have a great show planned for you today on the topic of healthcare directives. I want to remind you, we are broadcasting live and are looking forward to answering your questions. Please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. Once again, that phone number is 952-946-6205. Our talented show producer, Sam, will be keeping us on track today and answering the phones. Thank you, Sam. Before we begin today's program, I want to share with you why we host this weekly live call-in show devoted to elder care and end-of-life health care. Our purpose is to share important conversations on the needs and requirements of our senior citizens. We strive to cover all aspects of elder care up to and including end-of-life support to help you and your loved ones both live well and die well. Each week, we bring you experts from across the senior care continuum to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of elder care and how we can help you and your loved ones prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our senior population. We also talk about the lessons mortality can teach us and the importance of living each day with an eternal perspective and without regrets. I am grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and relevant topics with you. And I am thankful for the tremendous response you our incredible listening audience, have provided to us regarding this show. Please continue to send us your comments, questions, and suggestions. This show is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. You can contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice by phone at 612-930-3339, by email at radio at mnhospice.com, or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. We are living in unprecedented times in human history. As the 75 million people of the baby boom generation continue to move into retirement age, our population mix is rapidly shifting. The Social Security Administration reported that over 4 million people are retiring each year. That equates to over 10,000 people every day. The Minnesota State Demographic Center estimates that in less than 15 years, by the year 2030, the population of Minnesotans age 65 and older will be larger than the entire population under age 18 for the first time in the state's history. We here in Minnesota are not alone in this extraordinary trend. The rest of the country is facing the same challenging reality. This phenomenon has far-reaching implications for our society, our communities, and our quality of life. Back in 1940, when Social Security benefits were first being paid, there were approximately 41 workers supporting each Social Security recipient. Within the next decade, that ratio will have dropped to only two workers, for every one beneficiary recipient. Each week during this broadcast, we will be discussing the impact this megatrend will have on you and your loved ones and what you can do to prepare for it and enhance your quality of life. Once again, I want to remind you, we are broadcasting live today and look forward to answering your questions. You can reach us at 952-946-6205. Joining me in studio today for a roundtable discussion on health care directives are Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown. I'd like to introduce the three of you to our listeners. First, Laurel Rydell was a nurse midwife at Hennepin County Medical Center for three decades, where she guided women and families 
to the miracle and mystery of birth. Near the end of her <laughs> career, her parents were facing the challenges of aging, including Alzheimer's, caregiving exhaustion, and a gradual decline of her mom into her 90s. Laurel managed her parents' household for 12 years. Laurel was the healthcare agent for both of her parents, and she realized what a gift they gave her by completing their healthcare directives decades before she needed them. She found that birth and death ask the same questions. What is my understanding of this journey? What are my hopes? What are my fears? Laurel now helps people answer those questions and complete their healthcare directives through her organization called Speaking of Dying Minnesota. Sarah Longacre has been a birth doula since 2001. She is a prenatal yoga instructor, mother of a four-year-old, and older, owner of Bluma Yoga. Sarah and Laurel met at HCMC as birth doula and midwife and continue their journey as friends and advocates for birth and death. Wendy Brown spent years as a video and film producer and a blogger. She gave birth to three babies, two at HCMC with Laurel as her midwife. After losing intimate people in her life, though, and taking the Speaking of Dying workshop, she shifted to an end-of-life focus. She now feels blessed to be an end-of-life doula after being trained with the International End-of-Life Doula Association. And finally, all three of you are passionate about assisting and supporting individuals and families with end-of-life health care directives. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. On a beautiful Saturday, no less. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's, first of all, let's um, let our listeners know how to contact you, Laurel, regarding your organization, Speaking of Dying Minnesota, and how they can get in contact with you. Sure. My phone number, 612-868-4116. And then you can find me on my website, speakingofdyingmn.com. And make sure you put that Minnesota in because there are facilitators in Seattle area and you'll end up talking to them. Okay. And you also have a, have a Facebook and a web page as well? That Yes. Okay. Lots of ways to get a hold of me. Good, good. And, and just, just to make sure we kind of frame this for our listeners, your organization uh, speaks to people. You set up workshops for the community, but you also then go into organizations to help them understand what healthcare directives are. But even more importantly, you help them create them, right? You help them complete right. them. Yes. So the human uh, uh, nature we have of putting things off and procrastinating, you help us avoid that. Right. You know, healthcare providers in Minnesota, the goal is to have 90% of people 18 and over have a healthcare directive. In reality, it's 35%. Now, of course, the rest of the nation is at 25, so go Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota's progressive, yes. That's right. Yeah. But only half of people have talked to anybody about their health care directives, so that dips the number down a little bit. Yeah. But we want 90% of people. So what's unique about my workshops is that there are four sessions, five to ten people, and you get together, and I guide you through completing that health care directive. And three weeks from when you meet these people, everybody witnesses it, walks out the door 80% with that legal document in hand. Lots of people start my workshop and they'll say, yeah, I've started this four times. I am going to finish it this time. And I say, that's why you're here. Right, right. Well, what I also like about it, now I have never attended, I would love to attend your workshops, but it's a small group. It's yes. five to 10 people. So you keep it small. So there's a lot of good interaction, a lot of help from you. You can answer questions. I mean, right. it's, it's a very, it sounds like a very interactive process. It's, it's wonderful because, you know, I start with some stories and some teaching, of course, mm -hmm. but then everyone else starts sharing their stories and we all learn so much in that rich environment. And sometimes the Kleenex box has to come out. Oh, sure. But then we laugh and are joyful about 
completing this and getting comfortable with the conversation because so many of us are frightened of the conversation. It's a really loving yeah. place to yeah. do this work. Well, you just mentioned a good point. <clears throat> we are, we as, uh, as human nature, maybe, maybe even more so as a society, um, our focus on youth, our focus on, on kind of the, the temporal things, um, and the fact that we've medicalized the death process. We, we talked about that on the show several times, how it, it's, um, it's not the same process that we've been through for generations and generations where, you, you know, the, remember the old homes that had the parlors and the, and the things? You built your home to allow you to have time and visitation for a loved one that passed. And it was a part of the family. It was a part of your life. And now... Uh, we, we, we quote a lot of things that says at birth we, we celebrate and at marriage we congratulate everybody and then at, at death it just kind of is not talked about. And yet that's the culmination of a person's life and uh, we should be so grateful and honoring of that life. That's right. And if we can get comfortable with that conversation and celebrate and do the real work of dying, telling stories, forgiving each other, I love you, then it can be that intimate journey, just like birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we're up against our first break here. We are going to be right back and uh, continue our conversation about health care directives. Mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once I was seven years old. Minnesota is home to the only major institution in North America devoted to Russian art, history, and culture. The Museum of Russian Art, located off 35W on Diamond Lake Road in South Minneapolis, can be your personal connection to extraordinary artists, stories, and context. We offer more exhibitions and events than ever before, from concerts and lectures to vodka tastings and more. Open daily, free parking, and a great group on deal. Find out more at tmora.org. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. At Progressive, we think your handbag business with the reversible top notch is top notch. In fact, there's no other notch at the tippity top your top notch doesn't top. But even at the top, you didn't stop. You copped Progressive Business Insurance. With over 40 years of expertise helping non-stopping top notchers notch spots at the top. Now, break out your stopwatch and hopscotch to ProgressiveCommercial.com. Because this is one opportunity you don't want to botch. Progressive Casualty Insurance and Affiliates. Kirk Duckwall and Chad Vandalot with Bricks Real Estate bring you the House Geeks Real Estate Show. Sundays starting at noon here on AM 950. Each week, the House Geeks will discuss the latest in the Twin Cities real estate market, along with bringing you great guests covering everything from plumbing to gardening. You can also check them out online anytime at housegeeks.com. The House Geeks, the smarter way to buy and sell homes. At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email. Comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. 
Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today for roundtable discussion on healthcare directives is Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown. Laurel, before we get back into our conversation, let's remind our audience how they can reach you. Sure. My phone number, 612-868-4116. My website, speakingofdyingmn.com. Make sure you put that Minnesota in so you find me. And then my email, speakingofdyingmn at gmail.com. And my Facebook always has my workshop schedules at Speaking of Dying Minnesota. All right. And you've got a workshop coming up here in September. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk maybe more about that uh, uh, in the next segment. But it's uh, it's four sessions, though, right. that make it up. And it, it's done over the course of four of the three consecutive weeks. Is that correct? How it does? Okay. Yes. Okay. And and how long is each session? Uh, an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So it's not long, I mean, it, but it's long enough to get into the material and correct. the subject matter. And okay. so it's really important. I give people readings to take home. Okay. Uh, and then some homework to do. Okay. So it's it, you kind of dive in for three weeks and come out with that completed <laughs> right. legal document. Right. A deliverable. That's what Americans yes. are all about is deliverable. That's right. All right. Well, as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today, and we are looking forward to taking your questions. Feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. All right. Last segment, we started to talk about the workshops, and I'm, I'm fascinated by this because it's a great service you're providing the communities here in Minnesota, because the goal, as you mentioned, is to get 80, 90 plus percent of our population mm-hmm. with a health care directive. Um, but let's talk about the workshops. What do they, what do they look like? What, sure. what would I experience if I were to go to a workshop, which I'm, I'm really interested in doing? Yes. Well, come join us. All right. September. Yes. So people come in and kind of to enter that space together from busy traffic, busy days, I always light a candle and say a poem. And people always want copies of those poems. And then we do what are called go-rounds. And anybody can always pass, of course, but people, everybody gets a chance to share about the topics. And we start with what has been a good death or a bad death? in your mind that you've experienced. Let's just put that out there because that's going to really affect your healthcare directive and what you want and don't want. And I think um, Wendy and Sarah can really speak to what that was like to get started. Well, first off, uh, this is Sarah Longacre. I, you know, signing up for a class called Speaking of Dying at 41 years old, girlfriends, friends were like, why would you be wanting to talk about this conversation? I want to talk about it because I don't want to be selfish. I want to be. I want it to be set up so if anything were to ever happen, I want my daughter and my family to not have to wonder, where did she want to be buried? Did she want to be cremated? Big questions and then little fun ones. For me, I want, you know, I'm different than my sister sitting next to me. Maybe I wanted more of this celebration. And I personally have not looked at my own you know, deep question. I've talked about birth my whole entire life as a birth doula, and I'm saying, wait a minute, there's this huge part about embracing this other chapter. And again, with parents in their mid-70s, I want to make sure that they are honored and celebrated and that we know and that my sister and I aren't having a conversation saying, no, dad wanted this, no, dad wanted this. I think there's so much strife that can happen in such a tender time. Let's set it up so that the family knows and can can be with the expectation and the hope of the person that has passed. When we first met with Laurel, it was actually when our uncle was passing away and there were questions that we had that we went to Laurel knowing that she would be able to provide us support and then also that carried through to our chance to make a difference in not only our uncle's passing but focusing on our parents and ourselves, which as you said really reflects on to you know how our own caregivers will go through life attending to our needs. Uh, when we first entered Laurel's class um, she had a, a note card and we were supposed to write down when I die I dot 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 And I hadn't ever thought of it in that way. And so looking back at the card, I wrote, I want to be ready for my last breath emotionally, physically, organizationally, and mentally. And this class, 
this workshop gives you many of those tools. Well, one of the things that we talked about here is about um, preparing and setting that up here. And I think it's really a personal responsibility. It's, it's your death. It, it, and I think people don't ever think about it. They think, oh, once I'm dead, I'm dead. Well, but your legacy and what you leave to your family is what this is about. It, it's the planning process. And, and, and Sarah, you mentioned it. During the time leading up to dying, a lot of times that catches people by surprise. We, we find that in hospice, that even though they see the decline and for some reason we just think it's just never going to happen, and yet all of a sudden it does. I, yeah. This might be a silly example for Minnesotans, but let's think about Prince. Two years ago, he left this huge legacy with nothing to say where he wants it to go, where is it going, and they're still in court. Now, I'm sure a lot of that is financial, and we don't really, we dive more into how do you want to die? What is it like? Do you want to be in your home? What feels safe? But I think it would be really interesting to see if we started talking about this as an important process for the whole community and for your family. So there's not that time of, oh, wait, we're dealing with a fatal illness. So-and-so only has a short time. How do you say goodbye to a loved one when you're having to then pick up the pieces of literally financial, material, an emotional heaviness of that energy that maybe hasn't been processed before you move on. No, I, I, we see it all the time, and that's where we sense there's a lot of regret with people because they never took the time to then plan that out. Again, it's a gift you give to the people that are left, the next generation. And I just think that's it needs to be impressed upon people. And I, I'm just so amazed that you guys, I, the story off the air was you, you got your parents in to one of the workshops that Laurel was hosting and how, how great that was to get them in. Because again, people just tend to procrastinate. And you could have a mother like us who's now planned her whole entire service with 80 <laughs> songs. But what, what that's going to do is that's going to help my sister and family and I really prepare for what she wanted that we don't have to be in question of, of what would mom really want it's done. Amen. Yeah. We can just be in a place of mourning or celebration or, you know, however that looks. So, And some people think that since if they've already done their will, then that's taken yeah. care of. That's one of the biggest questions I get. Well, how is this different? And Laurel could pick that up. It's beyond, it, it's beyond a, anything that a will – wills are important, but right. this goes into the emotional end. And also um, you're able to finally get a sense of – what's going on in the medical field, and that you know, there are many wonderful miracles that happen through hospitals and doctors, but often death is prolonged and in a not necessarily a comfortable way for the dying and for the family. And so you have a chance to say, I'd like my body to look more like a chrysalis and not be bloated and have needle marks. How, how can I make that happen or possibly see that in my future. Yeah, there are significant statistics that show that at certain ages, the recovery process after uh, 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 intervention is, is not good. And so it's good that people know what do you want to have done when those times come. All right, well, the music's here. It's time for our next break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation on health care directives. Never rich, so we were out to make that steady Summer is the season to clean. For roof, siding, garage floors, decks, and more, Blue Sky Services can help you out. Anything that can be power washed, Blue Skies can safely soft wash. A power washing alternative that doesn't damage your home. So don't wait until it's too late and you need to replace things. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. And tell them that you're an AM950 listener to save up to $100 in July only. That is 651-447-4484. Call now to save on July services. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong. Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? 
the emotional, physical, they all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong. Think about it. They all hold the hate. Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate. Think about it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hi, folks. This is Paul Metz inviting you to listen to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This weekend, we feature an original Metzl documentary. I was recently down in Memphis attending the Blues Awards and took my recorder down and interviewed a half dozen folks I met on the street. A right-wing talk show radio host from D.C., a couple of musicians, a cab driver, and a record label owner who told us about the last days of blues man Robert Johnson. The Wall of Power Radio Hour, every Saturday at 6, Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 950. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be sunny with a high near 89, staying mostly clear tonight with a low around 69. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny with a high near 88, Monday sunny with a high near 82, and Tuesday sunny with a high near 80. Our Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Hazel's Northeast. Serving scratch dishes rooted in over 50 years of family tradition, come try Hazel's Reuben or Wild Mushroom Ravioli at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis, or see more menu options at eatlocalminnesota.com. Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown. And we are having a roundtable discussion about healthcare directives. Laurel, before we get back into our conversation, let's remind our audience again how they can reach you. You can email me at Speaking of Dying Minnesota. Well, just the MN. Speaking of Dying MN at gmail.com. At my website, speakingofdyingmn.com, and my phone number, 612-868-4116. Fantastic. As a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today, and we are looking forward to taking your questions. Please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. This is such an important topic, and I've been looking forward to having you guys on the show here for quite a while now. Um, because taking care of your health care directives is so important. And as we talked about last segment, it's different than a will. It's different than estate planning. It's different than the financial side, the property side, the material side, the stuff side of life. This is about your death. This is about planning for your death, planning for how you want to die, basically. And, and there's so many elements there. I want to continue that conversation on, on you know, what are the things that come up and are a part of the workshops that you put on. So 80%, we know, of people, even more, want to die at home. But how are you going to have that happen? Because that's not what happens in modern medicine. That's right. So many people die in hospitals. Um, in rehabilitation after they leave the hospital. Um, and so how can we help people do that? So the first thing you have to do is get someone who's going to be your advocate. And that's just not a name. It's someone who has a little spunk to them who's going to say, no, no, Sarah wants this, and Wendy wants something different. And, you know, that advocate needs to know what it is and be willing to do it. So you need to look each other in the eye, have that conversation, and say, 
even if this is different than what you would want, are you okay being my healthcare agent? So we do that. And then we start talking about what are these choices? That's session two. Like people say, oh, CPR. You know, I say, no, no, there's six machines out there and lots of treatments, lots of things that you need to really understand a little bit how to at least ask questions. Um, and so that's what we do a lot in, in that second session is how do we, now that you're becoming the expert on your dying, how do you communicate that? <clears throat> I was looking back, at, which is, it's lovely to be able to have your five wishes out, which you can tweak, by the way. You know, I mean, after it's done and you, you realize, oh, um, I'm thinking about this at my funeral. And it, so it, that's the nice part about having it close by. But I was looking at my notes. And one thing that struck me was the fact that I can write down and my advocate understands that if there's a chance that I'm close to death, but I'm on life support, they can continue be on life support until all my family members have come to say goodbye before taking me off. And in my mind, that was taking care of everyone else so they could have their final moment and touch me and hug me and say anything more that I needed to hear because, as we know, the hearing is the last to go. So this is, you know, it, it gives people chance, a lovely chance to have these intimate moments where they necessarily, they wouldn't have that before had they not said something. Well, and it's so easy these days to be on life support for a long time. We are blessed with a ton of medical support and drugs, but when is enough enough? And so for myself and, and my, my healthcare directive really says very, very clearly, just like my sisters, come and say goodbye and then let's all be able to release and let go. That then changes the energy of the family and the community that there's a sense of pause, but we're not having to continue something that maybe doesn't have the outcome that we would really want, but we have to think about the, the, that, the person, the advocate, and be an advocate for them. Yeah, that is really important um, to have that understanding. You don't want to put a person's name down and that they're not aware that they're the named advocate or agent. Right. I mean, that, that's an that's a, that's a important conversation to have. Right. And a, a lot of people who take my workshop um, are there for their own, but they really want to know what their 80 and 90-year-old parents want. And it's just a very awkward conversation. And so during our four sessions, we'll help them practice how to have that conversation. And they'll come back and say, oh, do you believe it? I'm the agent. <laughs> um, or... My big brother is, and, whoa, we better talk. You know, he doesn't know that. Um, so how can we get these conversations to uh, follow through? Yeah, in fact, that's one of the things that we find in hospice as well is, is opening up these conversations and that, that uh, you know, we're just very fortunate to have uh, chaplains and social workers that are so trained in opening up conversations. It's, it, it is kind of surprising when you look back at the big picture how – some of the most important things in life and death are never talked about. And it, it does take almost like a third party to help create that confidence that people can have those conversations. Right. Palliative and hospice trained people are such a gift for helping that conversation. And we also get it going during these workshops. I also show a, a film in lar larger audiences called Speaking of Dying um, that opens it up in a larger setting and gets it going so that then you can form a smaller workshop from the group of people who took the film and just keep building that community, whether it's in a faith-based community, uh, your living community, your book club. We just need to get these pods of support, you know, so that we're all talking about it, not just like in some families, it's like one sibling knows what mom wants, but they won't share it with the other four kids. And they're like, nobody, they won't tell me. I know that they have things written down. We need to just open up and all talk to each other. Yeah, that sure creates tensions that we find, again, at end of life care. So unnecessary. That is so unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. You, you, what you want to be able to do is is take as much decision-making off the table that people have to make on the fly right. in real time 
and give them the space then to process because we've learned uh, you know, with our, our team is that grieving starts before a person dies. We, we have anticipatory grief. And so if you suppress that and you're busy making decisions, you're busy executing this and making – I mean, you're, you're, you're in the middle of chaos at sometimes. You don't get a chance to have a normal grieving process prior to the passing, and then that just delays it after the passing. So, again, it's one of those amazing gifts that we can give to the people that remain. And one thing I wanted to add was there might be a, a tissue box there and there might be some tears, but those are often regarding past deaths and, and um, stories, sharing stories where a family member didn't go the way that you had hoped or they had hoped. How I walked out of Laurel's workshop was often light and reassured that I had the ability to make these decisions and interested to learn more about end of life. So you don't feel exhausted because you've been bearing your soul. It's the polar opposite. I, I couldn't believe, uh, piggybacking off of Wendy, that I was actually excited for the next week. Granted, I, didn't, I wasn't great at doing the homework, but I would come excited to go deeper into my life and what I want for my life, and whether that's in this present moment or my journey. But it got me just to pause and say, what, do, what gift do I want to leave my family? I want to leave them the gift of being this organized. Maybe that's the wrong word, but being mm -hmm. on, that they can then do what they need to do. That we got excited to come together, and it was such a range of people and hopes and different stages of life that I was so surprised at other people having ideas and sharing it. And I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. That is important to me. And I do want to put that in my healthcare directive and really going into who are going to be my people. I found it quite interesting at the workshop that we learned, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Laurel, but that there might you might not pick your life partner or someone very close because if you were both to pass or um, be in a situation that you want to pick a few other people um, local uh, to be able to come to the hospital right away. So I was quite interested when I looked at my healthcare directive on who my people were. And they might not be my closest people to me, but I know that they will be an advocate. And that's what we need for birth and that's what we need for death. And that is so important. Yeah, you guys have talked about the birth and death here, and we had a show previously that basically mirrored the process the, the, about the, the, the birthing process. It, it's something that you kind of know about a few months before it happens. And the same thing with death. If it's a natural death uh, or end-of-life death, you know that's happening. And again, a lot of times we just ignore it, and we just think it'll go away, and it doesn't. So um, anyway, Greg, another thing I want to mention here is that I think the process you guys had mentioned off the air really helps provide clarity to your life right now. Go, do, doing this examination of your healthcare directive, your end of life process, really provides a, a clarifying effect for your current life right now. Right. I, uh, my my um, business card says, speaking of dying Minnesota, and then underneath it it says, living deeply, dying well. Because once you have this directive and get comfortable with the conversation, you live so much more deeply. You understand w what your legacy, you know, what your goals are, and, uh, and you can be there for other people because you aren't frightened of the conversation. So, so many people come back and say, oh my gosh, my dad had a heart attack after I took your workshop. And I knew what questions to ask, and I knew how to love him, and I knew how to get him into hospice. Thank you so much for that that workshop, that conversation. Um, so it's not just learning about your own. It's, it's being there for your whole community, your work colleagues, your family, loved ones, whoever it is. Yeah. One of the things we find, too, is that even in the uh, caregiving role that you were in for 12 years, um, what happens sometimes is, is the caregiver um, – pushes out the daughter or pushes out the spouse or pushes out this other role, this natural role that we have, and we tend to then lose that connection because we're so busy on the caregiving side, or in this case here, we're so busy in the managing the death process that, again, we don't get a chance to be who we are, which is a sibling, uh, a spouse, a 
daughter, you know, whatever that, that role is, because that's really important that you, you have that authentic time to be yourself. That's right. And um, having intentions are so powerful, and I learned that first with birth, that if somebody's birth wishes said, read, I want a water birth, this other woman, I want an epidural. If I knew each of their intentions, I did very different things. I got an IV going in this room, and I started filling up the tub in that room. <laughs> right. And sometimes surprises would happen, and they'd switch. But you know, I have both an epidural and get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> we try and do it all. <laughs> all right, we've, we've got to take a quick break here. We'll be right back to continue our conversation on healthcare directives. And some I had to leave behind my brother. I'm still. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is having its annual store-wide sale. For the entire month of July, all of our indoor and outdoor fireplace products and accessories are at their lowest price of the year. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we display, explain, and install the Twin Cities' most diverse selection of indoor and outdoor stoves and fireplaces, including metal and masonry pizza ovens. I love my wood stove. We enjoy the sense of well-being we get by cutting and splitting wood to warm our home. Wood is our choice, but you may have other choices at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether transforming an existing fireplace or adding something new, a clean burning wood, gas, or electric fire can have you sitting pretty and cozy by the fire. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Come see us. We have over 35 working displays in our store, which is just off I-94 at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, since 1977, out of the ordinary products and services to make fire work for you. Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs Benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. The only thing better than being outdoors soaking up that summer sunshine is coming into a nice, cool, air-conditioned house afterwards. So if you're looking at updating or buying a new AC, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has some great systems at $700 off during July. There's even easy financing options available on approved credit. It's no sweat. Really, no sweat. Call today and ask how you can save $700 on your new air conditioner. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Some restrictions apply. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown. And we are talking healthcare directives. Laurel, let's remind our listeners how they can get a hold of you again. My phone number, 612-868-4116. My website, speakingofdyingmn.com. Dot com. Make sure you put that MN to find me. And you can also email me straight from my website, 
Um, and my Facebook page, Speaking of Dying Minnesota, always has my workshops and upcoming events posted. All right. So um, you mentioned to me earlier that um, there's a Speaking of Dying group that's in Seattle, mm-hmm. and then you've got got it here. So, so right. the group in Seattle is separate from you in the sense yes. that you're covering, uh, and I, I really like to have people that cover the communities here in Minnesota. We're, we're very biased about the Minnesotans. <laughs> we, we love serving Minnesotans. Um, but also, I want to mention, uh, before the end of the show here, you've got your next scheduled workshops already uh, set up in September. So that's yes. coming up here pretty quick. Right. Um, taking a little time off for those important summer vacations in Minnesota to the cabin. But uh, in September, things will start right back up. Um, so I have one, one or two starting in September. Um, September 17th, another one starting September 26th, and another one November 5th. Okay. So one is a daytime and the other two are evening. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, 7 o'clock at night for on Mondays, and then there's mm-hmm. the Wednesdays from 1130 to 1, and then uh, uh, Mondays as well. Yeah, so you've got a number of options here for people. Right. But I, I do want to encourage people to get on your Facebook page, uh, get in contact with you because you limit the size of these. Right, just five to ten people right. so we can really have those conversations and share stories and learn from each other. Yeah. Make sure that healthcare directive gets done and in the right hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the fall is a great time. Right. Before the holidays kick in, and actually, I think this is great to have these workshops before we get together with family and friends. And, and the holidays are really, right. it's a great time to talk about some of these topics. And again, you give people the tools and techniques to open up these conversations that really are just so important to have. Absolutely. Uh, Honoring Choices Minnesota calls it talking turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, sure. Talking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely such a, a topic that you wouldn't typically think of, and yet we talk about birth and we talk about celebrations and other things. Right. So why can't we make this a normal conversation so that we get to feel more comfortable about our own, about our families. And doesn't mean we can't be sad, but let's talk about those emotions. What are we going to miss about them? How do they want their last days spent? You know, And with the medical profession out there, we can do a great job of, of keeping it longer than that person really would want. And let's talk, let's talk openly and honestly about that with one another. I think that's one of the points we had talked about earlier off, off uh, air was that um, the statistics show that about 2.5% of, of people die conscious now these days because, again, we've got such amazing techniques to prolong life. Uh, we can sedate people, we, you know, the palliative care side. There's just amazing medications and technologies. But the reality is that, again, a small, small fraction of us will actually die conscious. And I, I think, at least in our profession, we strive really hard to not have that happen so that people can experience that end-of-life time frame. And in fact, our, our chaplain uh, is a big proponent. She says, that's when true enlightenment happens, when you're right at the doorstep, at the, at the threshold. And that's where I met you was at the Minnesota Threshold Network, great organization. We'll talk about that on another show. Yes. Um, but... You, you had that chance, uh, and as Wendy was saying, I want people to say their goodbyes. I want to be able to be conscious of that. I want to have that a part of my transition process. So again, if it's not written down, if it's not just talked about, if there's no advocate for you, you know, you're not going to potentially be able to have that clearly, clearly given to people without it being written down. And it's such a gift to everyone. You know, uh, there are pretty scary statistics about the amount of post-traumatic stress that the survivors have when people die on all of those machines and there's no really ability to touch and talk and just have that last moment together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've only got a couple minutes left here. Do you guys have any other thoughts that you want to share and bring a part of this here? Oh, one thing we do want to mention, I forgot about this, is that your workshops qualify for CEUs. Yes. So you you actually give these workshops to other professionals. Right. 
that can help, whether it's social workers or other professions. Right, RNs. Chaplains um, and all kinds. Yes, yeah. I, you know, I really, that's really important to me. I'm an advanced practice nurse, so I can get CEUs for most people, and I'm glad to help with that paperwork. RNs, I know, can get six CEUs for the workshop, and okay. if we do a film discussion, one and a half CEUs. So oh. um, lots of ways to encourage the professionals to come in and have these conversations um, as well as families. Well, I think that's so important because they're reaching people every day that, again, don't have these tools, don't have these experiences, or, as Wendy mentioned, they have had bad experiences. And so you, you got to re- kind of reprogram people as to how this could look. And as we talk about in the intro of the show, this show is about living well and dying well. We want to make sure that we bookend the entire life of each of us. All right. Um, last minute or so, any points we want to just bring up here to people? I would just stress that this is really for anyone. Again, at 41 years old, I was thinking, why am I taking this? And I just, I, I want anyone that is important. I mean, I, I literally screamed this to my staff, to people like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. This tiny commitment will change the rest of, of how you end your life and how you work with your family. So I just want to open up people's minds um, to the age range and all of the different levels. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. All right. Well, that concludes our show for today. I want to thank Laurel Rydell, Sarah Longacre, and Wendy Brown for joining me and sharing with us important information concerning healthcare directives. Laurel, please tell our audience once more how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, my phone number, 612-868-4116. My email, speakingofdyingmn at gmail.com. And at my website, speakingofdyingmn.com. Fantastic. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please feel free to contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation or let us know of topics you would like for us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us at Minnesota Hospice by phone at 612-930-3339, by email at radio at mnhospice.com, or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. Next week, I will be talking with attorney Kaylin Bedker on several topics, including trusts, estates, disability, medical assistance, and much, much more. Thank you for listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. And until next time, live well. There is a season to, 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 and a time to